Good morning. I'm Lindsay Bridges from Charlotte Center for Mindfulness, and I'm glad you are here, whether you are meditating with us live this morning or listening to this recording later. Charlotte Center for Mindfulness, we are grateful to be practicing together. My sharing today comes from the book, uh, The Four Agreements. Through my work with the Mecklenburg County Detention Center, one organization that I always keep in touch with uh, is the Prison Mindfulness Institute. Profoundly beautiful organization that does remarkable work. Um, um, so if you have any curiosity about what they offer, I highly encourage you to uh, look them up. A recent email that they sent uh, included a quote from one participant from one of their programs who named how instrumental the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz was for them in learning the new relationship with life. Um, and this wasn't actually the first time I'd heard this book referred to um, from this organization. So it finally inspired me to go uh, to buy the book for myself and read it. It's a powerful book. And one piece that I really wanna share this morning is about how it relates the fundamental importance of self-acceptance with having a relationship, a healthy relationship with life. So these four agreements, they are to one, be impeccable with your word. Two, don't take anything personally. Three, don't make assumptions. Four, always do your best. So for today, I really wanna look at how self-acceptance relates to that first agreement. Be impeccable with your word. On the surface of things, be impeccable with your word may not seem immediately related to self-acceptance. But in Ruiz's way of understanding this agreement, it absolutely is. And to get this, the first thing you need to understand is what Ruiz means by our word. So our word for him includes not just our spoken words, but all of our unspoken words as well. It includes whatever we allow to have traction in our awareness. And, and this is because it's right through what words we allow to have traction for us that we have the power to create. That bit is worth contemplating just a bit. What he's pointing to is that we are ever creating the world we live in right through our choices of how we interact with ourselves and how we interact with everyone and everything around us. And the words we use either internally or externally directly point to what kind of choices we are making in these interactions. If we accept or give power to words that are punitive, judgmental, harsh, hurtful, 
then we are actively creating a world that is punitive, harsh, judgmental, hurtful to live in. If instead we are choosing words from a wise understanding, from a strong, compassionate heart, then we are actively creating a world of deeper wisdom and kindness. So Ruiz says, it is through the word that you manifest everything. Your intent manifests through the word. What you dream, what you feel, what you really are, will all be manifested through the word. This is true for the word directed inward or directed outward. And I'm just going to say um, um, from my own experience that it really is not just, you know, our thought, our minds create all sorts of things. It's not what's just popping in our mind. It's what we are attaching to, what we are giving traction to. Um, that is where the power, the creation is coming from. And so in this way, he says, depending upon how it is used, the word can set you free or it can enslave you even more than you know. Misuse of the word in his terms creates a living hell. Being impeccable with the word, meaning being absolutely clear on using it for good, creates beauty, love, and heaven on earth. So through this lens, it's easy to see how clear, how important the words we use are towards the words, how important the words we use towards ourselves, how important that is. If we are agreeing to being impeccable with our words, meaning only using words for, the, for good, then we're making an agreement with ourselves to take infinite care not to use words against ourselves. That's kind of a strong, radical idea to sit with. If we are agreeing to be impeccable with our words, meaning only using them for good, then we're making an agreement with ourselves to take infinite care not to use words against ourselves. He uses very strong language to describe this. He goes right to the root of the word impeccable, which means without sin. The word sin can carry a lot of baggage in our culture, so it's important to understand what he means by this word. He says, a sin is anything you do which goes against yourself. Everything you feel or believe or say that goes against yourself is a sin. You go against yourself when you judge or blame yourself for anything. Being without sin is exactly the opposite. Being impeccable is not going against yourself. When you are impeccable, you take responsibility for your actions but you don't judge or blame yourself. If we can start with this place, from this place of being impeccable 
towards ourselves, then this automatically drives how we are relating to everyone and everything around us. We won't use harmful words or actions towards others because we understand how that brings harm back to ourselves and how it perpetuates harm in the world. So to be impeccable with our word depends on a radical self-acceptance, one in which we are fully capable of being with our mistakes, our flaws, our imperfections, taking responsibility as needed, but without adding layers of blame and shame on top of that. It's also easy to misunderstand um, this idea of radical self-acceptance in our culture, so I need to name what this is not. It is not the feel-good, positive self-esteem movement where you are constantly looking for some way to prop yourself up, usually um, compared to other people. This is instead being willing, being able to do that hard inventory of what's present. Learn to look at it fully, good, bad, ugly. Whatever is here, and then be impeccable with how we treat ourselves and what actions we choose to manifest out of what is present. This um, brings to mind a sticker that one of my daughters used to have that I love. It was actually a quote from Amy Bloom. You are imperfect, permanently and inevitably flawed. And you are beautiful. This kind of self-acceptance is strong enough to hold both sides of the flawed and the beautiful in the light without needing to shy away from either one. And then is strong enough to choose skillful actions based on whatever we are finding in that light. This is not an easy once and done kind of thing. Rather, it is an ongoing practice that we bit by bit get stronger in through a willingness to engage over and over what it might mean to be impeccable with our word. So even though he doesn't specifically name this, this kind of self-acceptance also involves a deep willingness to practice with letting go. It means we have to learn to let go of flawed self-expectations, flawed demands, let go of images of who we want to be or who we think we should be, and exchange all of that for acceptance of who we are. Perfectly flawed and beautiful. It also means letting go of expectations of how the world should treat us, how we think the world should be. And instead of wasting our energy on how we think things should be, we learn to reinvest, realign our energy instead with meeting each moment just as it is, just as it really is, with our best intentions, 
and best effort from a place of clear mind and strong heart. So if we take on this kind of practice with our lives and ourselves and our relationship with everyone and everyone, everything around us, this does change the world that we create with our experience, the world we find ourselves existing in. And so it has a real depth of radical healing possibility. There's a reason I keep reading about this book in relationship with prison mindfulness work. It's a powerful possibility being offered. So there's one more point from the book that I want to name. Um, and that is how Ruiz names a direct relationship between the emotional hurt we take in from others and the emotional hurt that we inflict upon ourselves. Ruiz says, the limit of your self-abuse is exactly the limit that you will tolerate from someone else. If someone abuses you a little more than you abuse yourself, you'll probably walk away from that person. But if someone abuses you a little less than you abuse yourself, then you will probably stay in the relationship and tolerate it endlessly. So the more love, care, and acceptance we know how to offer ourselves, the more we know how to take all moments as opportunities for healing, regardless of the external or internal conditions. When we find ourselves in challenging conditions, it is simply useful to know how to direct ourselves towards good in our life. We'll close with um, the poem I shared in the meditation, The Logic of Love, Surrender. Actually, I've never been able to find the author. I don't know who, where this came from. The Logic of Love, Surrender. If you cannot surrender yourself to the process of life, you are like a stream arguing with a rock. Do you think a river comes up to a rock and spends all of its time trying to move it? Of course not. The stream encompasses the rock. The rock becomes a feature of the stream. In time, the rock becomes smooth and all of its edges polished. The radiance in its structure is revealed. And so we'll sit for just a moment for our closing. Finding the breath now, pausing again. Feeling into whatever's present in your own body, mind, and heart. So if you were to practice in this moment, Explore this agreement of being impeccable with your word, with your own self right now. 
What would that look like? What would you need to let go of? What might open? May I have compassion and understanding for myself just as I am. And compassion and understanding for all others just as they are too. May we all experience this joy and freedom. Thank you.